Welcome back to the podcast. Nick Finzer here. I'm excited uh, to share with you today a talk that I gave at the University of North Texas. We were talking about branding, talking about developing yourself as an artist, talking about uh, what it means to build yourself as a career, as a business, and ultimately that if you don't make those decisions, you're going to allow somebody else to be making those decisions for you. So uh, each week, uh, our seniors in their class uh, for their recital, they get together to talk about different topics like like this one, and this happened to be my contribution uh, that semester. So I hope this will be an interesting talk for all of you to listen to if you're interested in thinking about your personal brand in the jazz world. Uh, I think it will hopefully have a few insights. And if you have any questions, as always, feel free to drop me an email, nick at nickvinzermusic.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Is it easier to consume things this way or on YouTube? I want to know what you all are thinking. So I uh, hope you have a great day and enjoy the, enjoy the talk. B word. That's a, kind of a confusing word sometimes, but um, talking about building a brand. Well, let me first just preface this by saying that I talk about this with artists on my label all the time, um, trying to figure out like, what does it mean to build a brand in music? How do we turn that brand into a business? How do we use, how do we even think about music as business in the first place? And why to think about it as business and why we don't like to? in the first place. And, and so I get the fact that, you know, most people come with the idea that their music is good enough that it's going to exist on its own. And whether it's a cover band project or an original music project, you're like, okay, here's my thing. Everybody love me now. Here's my thing. I have given it to you, to the world. And unfortunately, there's just too much stuff out there to, to uh, expect that that's just going to happen right away. So trying to think about your music and your career Kind of, I like to kind of silo it into different areas uh, and think about building your brand or your band as a brand. The first thing for all of those brands, I think, to start to consider when you're thinking about your own thing is, so yeah, that's the brand. That's what they stand for with some adjectives. But then each one of the, the adjectives that you put to each one connects with a part of their audience, which is a different part of the audience. So what I think the way to build a brand, your brand, is to figure out what are the different parts of your audience that you can connect with, just like these other people have done. So think about Gordon Goodwin and his brand. Who are the people that are attracted to his music? High schoolers. High school kids, right? And so there has to be certain elements, like high, fast, loud, like uh, funny titles, like, you know, goofy caricature-esque kind of tunes like that have wild changes in uh, mood, right? So it's something to catch the attention span of a generation that has even less of an attention span than you guys have, which is maybe less than my generation and less than the generation before, right? So it's kind of this, uh, all of these things kind of stemming from who are you trying to reach? So what I think when you're trying to consider what your brand is, I don't think you have to really do that much other than figure out what you stand for musically. Like, who are you musically? What's your reputation? You know, you can think of you know, these big brands as examples, right? And but then you can think of specific musicians. And you think of uh, like specific musicians, like Wynton Marsalis stands for a certain kind of neo-traditional kind of thing uh, now. But if you talk late 80s miles, uh, late, 80, late 80s Winton, he's just going to stand for something different, right? He's, Black Codes came out, and that was not really very much like what he's doing now, right? So 
the, a brand, it's important to remember your brand is something that's kind of evolving over time. And whatever you decide it is now, or what it is here at UNT, doesn't have to be what it is later and shouldn't be what it is later if you keep on a path of growing, just like I know that you want to as a musician, keep growing and changing and doing all kinds of different stuff. So <clears throat> now we're thinking about audience. And when you think about your audience, I think about this, is, this applies to you as an individual and if, or if you run a band, you have a company, whatever you're doing, trying to think about what are the different segments of your audience. Let's just think about you as a musician right now, not necessarily like you as a band leader. A lot of things that you do, because I'm sure all of you do more than one thing. So when I think about a, an instrumentalist or a vocalist in the jazz area, you know, under the jazz banner, there's a couple of types of people that you're trying to reach with, your, with everything that you do, right? So let's try to go from, I'm gonna go from most general to most specific and kind of go along. So I, I think that we have like music fans in general, right? And then if you wanna go more specific than music fans, you might say, okay, jazz fans. Okay, so music bands, jazz fans, then maybe like, if you think about other bands that are similar to the kind that you are, kinds that you are, other musicians that are similar to you, like um, you're a saxophone player, are you playing more like um, Dave Sanborn, or are you playing more like Ben Wendell, or are you playing more like Dave Binney? Like, there's all kinds of different styles of players. So then I'll say like, uh, alike, alike musicians or like bands. And then we'll say, I think for each instrument, I know it's definitely true of trombone. I think it's pretty true of like at least bass and trumpet, saxophone. There's like really intense, nerdy people out there that love the instrument. Just They just love everything about the instrument. Anything that anyone does, they want to know about. Um, yeah, I, I'm assuming most instruments have that. So, you know, like in, your instrument group. So let's do, let's do a little bit of brainstorming. So when I think about an artist, a new artist, like on my table, we have this conversation, like who are you trying to reach with your music and how are you gonna try to reach them? So I think sometimes the easiest one is to go this way and go backwards in this case. So like when you're trying, these are the easiest people to reach. The people that already like what you do because you play the instrument that they like, right? So what are some things you could do to reach an audience in, of your own instrument? Yeah. Is that videos of you playing? Videos of you playing, right? That's great. Videos of you playing. This is instrument specific rep. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a social media thing, you can tag a lot of the like accounts that are attached to your instrument. Yep. Tag accounts with your showmanship, just like showmanship. Okay. Being ostentatious about whatever you're doing. Brand endorsements. Endorsements, yeah, let's see. Yeah, that could work over here. What is that doing when, when you have that uh, association with something else, something bigger than yourself? What is that doing for you and your brand? It's reaching a wider audience, but it's, uh, the word that I was thinking of is, is like validation, right? You're getting a stamp of approval from some outside source that's, that's saying, this person is good, right? It means something to be a Zildjian artist, right? It means something. Like if you, if you see somebody that says, I'm a Zildjian artist versus I'm a person that's endorsed by um, Joe Schmo Drum Company, you're gonna be a little skeptical, right? So 
there's different levels of validation that he brings. So okay, we can do this. What about going to like conferences for your instrument, uh, competitions? Because these are people that want to know what you're doing, right? So they want to see that um, you're, you're participating, you're kind of coming up through the ranks of your instrument, right? So then, I think this is pretty obvious. Like, when, you are, when you're thinking about how am I gonna reach the fans or people that are, are doing things like what I do, you think of maybe other people on your instrument, other bands, uh, maybe other historical bands, and start to make a list of like, who, who am I like? What other groups am I like? Or, or dislike, dislike, unlike. And, what, and that's important to have a list of this stuff, like who's similar, because a lot of the streaming services, a lot of the YouTube uh, suggestions kind of come down to if you can tag and utilize uh, alike, using alike things to group things together. So if you when you start tagging, for example, for me, it's like trombone, and then like whatever, like historical figures of your instrument, and then modern people on your instrument, it starts to group the videos together and show them to people who are interested in those videos. So if somebody watches, specifically to me, like a video about whatever, some guy is like, I'm going to play seven choruses of blues. And then maybe a suggested video is one of mine that says, uh, this is how you improvise on the blues. So you get a person that's already interested in trombone and blues, and then you kind of give them something else that's kind of associated. We're getting more specific here in that particular example. Maybe think about jazz fans. Jazz fans, you know, they're pretty interested in wanting to, you know, hear your music, learn more about your music. Um, they're they're more interested in uh, improvisation, right? People that like jazz already. And I'm just talking about jazz fans as opposed to music fans in general, right? And so for each of these categories, when you're thinking about your audience and how you're going to reach your audience. They all want different things. Like that's what I'm talking about right now. Like jazz fans want a different level of engagement from you than music fans. Music fans just want to hear your music and go, yeah, that's great. Just like you love Aerosmith or Van Halen or whatever other band. They just want your music. They just want to hear it. They want it to sound good. They want to connect with it and just put it on maybe in the background or to pump them up or whatever. They want that kind of base level engagement. And the jazz fans, they're like, oh, well, I love Chick Corea, and you're a pianist, and you kind of sound like Chick Corea, so I kind of want to dig into what you're doing and see where you came from. They're more, jazz fans are more engaged in that way. And then here, you're starting to get into people that are, you're, trying, you're already fans of your instrument going deeper. And so just thinking about these things will help to kind of solidify for yourself, where are you headed? What are you doing? You know, what are you, who are you trying to reach? How, and then the question of how you're going to do it is a kind of a different question. But where you're going to aim for, and I think, it's important to try to figure, just think about it, and just, I think it'll be obvious to you what your preferences are. Like, you know what music you like, what kind of songs you want to play, what kind of songs you want to write. Like, do you even want to compose songs? You just want to be a stylist? Like, you want to be the best bebop alto player a la Charlie Parker? Or you want to be, you know, the weirdest avant-garde musician possible? You know, I think... All these things you know, trickle down from you thinking about, who am I trying to reach? What do I stand for? And kind of your brand kind of builds itself because it's your reputation. It's you and it's your professionalism. It's unfortunately, whether we want to assume this or not, it's how you dress, how you present yourself, how you look. Do you look interesting? You know, that's like a silly thing to say, but to someone who's like a casual fan, like, you're posturing yourself as, as a jazz artist. Do you look like an artist? 
do you look interesting or do you look like uh, an accountant? You know, like, and either way is okay, but just knowing that these decisions that you're making as you go through, they're all playing into this thing that you're building, which is your brand or your, your band's brand. If, you're, if you have a group and everyone shows up with a matching or coordinating outfit, it's going to send a different message than if everybody shows up in shorts and a t-shirt, right? So you've got to start to think about, like, what does this action mean to the people that I'm trying to reach? And that's how you start to build a brand and start to build a reputation that people start to associate you with what you want to be associated with. So the earlier that you can start thinking about what those things are and letting go of the things that aren't you and letting go of the things you think you're supposed to do or that you should do. Um, obviously, you're, we're in school and we're trying to try to get as broad of a horizon as we can, see all the different things, experience all the different types of music and playing in different settings. And then that's all supposed to, ideally, at least from my perspective, inform you to make the choices like, okay, like I love all this stuff, but really I mostly love 60s Wayne Shorter type jazz. You know, I want to do that. I want to go deeper into this and I want to only do that or I want to do Weather Report or I want to have the next snarky puppy band or whatever it is that you want to do. Think about your audience and kind of work backwards from there to try to present yourself musically, physically, the types of things that you put out are going to connect with different different individuals because you're going to think you have your music you could put out. There's educational stuff you could put out. Obviously, like music fans probably don't really care about you know ten ways to play an F major scale on the trombone. They don't they don't care about that video. But maybe the instrument group, the really specific people, maybe they're interested in something like that. And and you all know like most jazz musicians today can't really just do one thing. I can't think of too many people that don't have any foot at all into the education side of the world. Most people have one foot in education, so trying to think about what do you stand for uh, as, as an artist, your music that you're presenting, but also in those other realms. So all that translating into what you present, how you present yourself online, is just as important as how you present yourself in person, because everything that you put out or don't put out sends a message to, to your constituency or lack thereof, right? And I hate to say it, but I've gotten and lost gigs at different points because people are like, oh, you don't have enough Instagram followers to like play at our club, sorry. Or I have a friend of mine who, he was gonna play at Ronnie Scott's in London and they didn't believe him that he had a following. He has like, he doesn't have that many followers, maybe 50,000 or something on Instagram, a drummer. And he was like, no, I guarantee you I can, I can sell out this late set at Ronnie Scott's with my Instagram account. And they didn't believe him. And then uh, he went there, and he, and he did it. He sold out the club. I mean, it's like you know, a couple hundred seats, 150 seats for a late-night show. But um, he had built up you know, this audience by putting out stuff that's both to jazz fans, to music fans, to drum nerds, to getting an endorsement from Zildjian, kind of putting all these little tiny pieces together step by step by step to kind of figure it out, you know, kind of put it all together. You and your music are your brand, and you have to figure out how you're going to tell that story to the different parts of your audience through different types of content, different types of music, different types of things you're going to put out uh, into the world, whether it be master classes on the education side or a 
or lead sheets or exercises. It doesn't matter. And I think the thing that holds people back is because they think that they don't have enough experience yet or they don't have enough of a thing to say. You know? And I think there's plenty of good reason to like wait as there is to get started. Some people are like, I want to get more experience and feel more comfortable before I start you know, either talking about something or sharing my music. And, that's, and then the other point of view, which is more of my point of view, which is in 50 years, I want to look back and see everything that I did so I can see the, the trajectory. I want to like map out the trajectory and see how things developed. We love looking back at Miles Davis and talking about, oh, he changed the course of jazz four or five times. But he was just doing his thing and kind of following his own path as he went. Like things happen and then you can, it's only when you look back that you can kind of assess all of those things. So if we don't start documenting what we're doing now while you're getting out of college here, like this is the first chunk you're entering the real world here, like some kind of documents, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to put out an album, but start figuring out what it is that you're gonna present to the world as you, you know? Even if you don't wanna be a leader, you don't wanna be a composer, it's still like, who, whose groups am I playing in? What records am I on? When people start to trace fast back my discography, are they going to find anything? You know, that you want to start building that reputation as like the journeyman sideman that's like doing all of the, all of the gigs and playing with all the people that, that are in, within the musical scope of what you want to do. <clears throat> the question that I, I try to ask and pose is like, in terms of building your own brand, and the reason to is because I don't personally want to continue to always get called to like, hey, we need a trombone player, can you do the gig? Like that's fine to get called to be the trombone player, but I think going be even beyond that, it's like I need DJ to come play. I want DJ to come play because DJ does X, Y, and Z, and he can bring his big band charts and blah, blah, blah. He's from UNT. He can bring a lot of other great musicians with him because you know, whatever, the gig is in Fort Worth and we need local musicians, et cetera. There's lots of considerations why, you know, you guys are going to have part of a brand built up at, by coming here. And so it's up to you now to take what you get from coming to a school like this, wherever you go to grad school, adding to that reputation. And then what, what, you, what are you going to do with it is the question after that. Whatever you decide to present, as long as you present it in a way that's humble and kind of just talking in the in a tone of voice where you're not trying to say this is the only way this is the truth this is this is it i am the master i, I don't think you're going to run into too many people that are going to give you a really that hard of a time about what you're doing um, and I'm, i mean that in terms of you decide you want to start putting out some content on the internet whether it's educational or or just music i mean there's always someone that you can speak to that's at the next level down from you right there's you guys are in college, there's always you know, those high school kids that you can start being, getting them interested in what you're doing. So, and as you move, there continues to be more and more people under you right? as you get older. So just trying to build out your audience, either for your band or for you as a musician, uh, it's kind of the same, the same way for, for either one. I just encourage you to think about these kind of things so that you can actually build a brand rather than accidentally get branded as whatever you happen to be because you have never thought about it. And then you let the industry decide what you are. And then 20 years later, you're like, oh, wait, I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be this other thing. I just think having somewhat of an aim is better than just saying, oh, whatever happens, happens, I don't care. Because I think you do care. You don't really want to be wherever the road leads you. I think if you think about it, uh, you'll, you'll know, like, 
I don't really like playing this way or like I this type of music really speaks to me so I'd really love if I could play this type of music most of the time I'm not saying that you're not gonna have to play weird random gigs throughout your career because you will but it will it will only inform you more to uh, help to think about and build this brand up.